0: Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you for how deeply you love us. For how much you care. What a mighty God you are. What a loving father. This morning may you speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our deepest fears. To our deepest needs. To our highest hopes. Speak to us clearly. And have your way. May we be transformed by your word. May we live fully assured of your love. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Jesus loves you very, very, very much. Sometimes life can be hard. Sometimes life can be really, really, really hard, even for those that God truly loves. Even for those he's chosen and anointed and equipped for his work. In the Gospel of St. John, chapter 20, an incident happens. Jesus had been crucified. Before he was crucified, for three years, he'd been making promises to his disciples. He says, I'm going to give you this kingdom. It's going to be great. In my father's house, there are many mansions. A lot of promises. And the resurrection and the life, they actually see him raise the dead, heal the sick, perform wondrous miracles. They saw him walk on water. And then he's killed, just like that. Killed. And the disciples are discouraged. So, verse 19 of John chapter 20 begins by saying, That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. Why were they locking their doors? They were afraid. In fact, the text actually says it. It says they were afraid because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, may Jesus appear to you suddenly, amen. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Amen. This morning, I want to talk on receiving well the gifts of God. Amen. They were in a position of difficulty. They were disillusioned. They were brokenhearted. It was a tough time. And Jesus comes and says, what you need to get out of this situation, and not just get out of this situation, but also to become who God created you to become, is the Holy Spirit. And as I promised you, because I am leaving, this is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. This was the beginning of the reign of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This was the manifestation, the truest manifestation of Emmanuel. A name Jesus had been called even before he was born. A name that means God with us. But it is the Holy Spirit who actually truly manifests that. Because throughout Scripture... He would come on somebody for a short while and leave. He couldn't stay. Too holy to dwell fully among men. And Jesus came and he was trapped in a human body so he could be in only one place at one time. But because he was leaving, now everybody, he tells his disciples, all of you, each one of you can fully embody Emmanuel. Amen. The Holy Spirit can indwell you. And when he, he indwells you, then you can go out there and be who I said you should be. You can go out there and bear witness to my name. I don't know who is in a difficult place today. But this morning, receive the Holy Spirit. Many times when we read these texts, we tend to focus on the Holy Spirit and the gifts. But this one I want us to focus a bit on receiving Receiving because anything you can receive, you can reject. Anything you can receive, you can reject. So, my question is is it possible for somebody to be part of the church, to be part of the chosen, and still refuse to receive that which God wants to give them? Is it possible? For Jesus to not just assume all of them are ready and just the Holy Spirit just falling on them, but says, receive the Holy Spirit, meant that he could also reject it. In fact, in James chapter 1, verse 8, it says a double-minded person cannot receive from God. It is as possible to reject. And yet, if there is anybody we need more than anything else, it is the Holy Spirit. Why do they need to receive the Holy Spirit? Because it says, just as the Father sent me, I am sending you, there was a purpose. How do we receive? <laughs> this morning I want to make, I want to assert strongly that the proof of receiving, adequately receiving, is in how we use what we have received. So if I give you a pair of shoes, in this climate, you keep it in your, I don't know where you keep your shoes. And you never touch it for a couple of years. One day you'll take it and it'll probably crumble like bread, isn't it? Did you really receive the shoe? Maybe you claimed it's so expensive you wear it once in a while. The person who designed the shoe, did they design the shoes to be on a shelf? To be in a box? So anything we don't use, any part of our body we don't use atrophies, it dies. becomes weak. When somebody gets involved in an accident and they are declared paralyzed, for a couple of years, the parts of their body look the same. But after a while, you notice that the part that became paralyzed starts shrinking. starts becoming weak. starts becoming smaller. It dies. So Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit because I'm sending you. The purpose of the Holy Spirit was for us to work. Amen. The proof of our receiving is in our service. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you will receive power. Receive. Again, the same word. You will receive. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Many times, I think I've quoted this scripture many times in the sermon. I'll talk about how the word power here means dunamis, which means the same as dynamite. is exploding power. It is. I don't know if you can say powerful power, <laughs> but that's what it is. But what does it really mean? What does it really mean to say that when, so first he tells them to receive the Holy Spirit. And then here he says, when you receive, when you actually truly receive the Holy Spirit, you shall receive power to bear witness. What does it mean? Today, if you look around the body of Christ universally, it appears as though though the gifts of the Spirit are missing in the body of Christ. And the Bible has a lot of gifts of the Spirit. If you put them together it's a lot the gift of wisdom the gift of knowledge the gift of healing the gift of faith the gift of miracles the gift of prophecy the gift of discerning spirits the gift of tongues the gift of interpreting tongues the gift of administration the gift of helps and and this is not all diverse gifts given by the holy spirit and and they appear missing why 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 is it that It appears, in fact, the gifts appear so rare that if we see anybody manifest any of them, we treat them as special. They carry it as a title and we start consulting. So we will queue, pay consultation fee because we need a prophetic word. Because it's become so rare to see the gift of faith at work that if somebody manifests the gift of faith, all of a sudden we consult them on everything. Because it becomes special. But the gifts of the Holy Spirit were not meant to be special. They were meant to be common in the body of Christ. Amen. They were meant to equip us so we can go out there and be witnesses. But what does that really mean? It simply means that because the Holy Spirit has come upon me, as somebody who was born in Elmina, raised in Adedinkpo and Tema, and grew up rough, the spirit of gentleness can take over my life. And then I show up in certain spaces, and I show, I show so much kindness and gentleness that, that somebody me. goes like, Hey, what Jake? Like, <laughs> like, hey, that guy, you don't know if you had met him in secondary school olele what has happened the power of the holy spirit has transformed me amen so even though i still have my gun intact and when you bring it down it can be a, there can be a showdown i look at you and shake my head I say ole and i'm not actually struggling to control my temper or anything but that i have truly been transformed the day the Holy Spirit opened my heart to realize that Psalm 23, verse 5. And we love it. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, We love it. We love that. Because, Charlie, you see, if you grew up why? I grew up, when you read that psalm, you imagine your enemies, and you see some buffet, some banquet table, and everything is on there, and you are enjoying, and they are looking at you with envy. Say, eh. Hey. but you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. He starts working on your heart. He transforms you, and then one day he shows you, no, 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 no. Yes, I'll put a table before you in the presence of your enemies, but the objective of it is not so that you eat to spite them, but so that you feed them. Amen. You feed those who hate you. You bless them. You pay their children's school fees. You bless those who curse you. That is the objective because it is in that process that you become a witness. When you tell them of a God whose love is unconditional, a God who is all merciful, all powerful, they look at your example and they see a witness. They say, I don't know this Jesus. But because of you, I can see him. Because what we did to you, how we schemed to uproot you, and then somehow you got promoted, and the first thing you did was you promoted us. Even though you knew we were the ones who were undermining you. Now if you tell us of a God who loves us unconditionally, we can believe it. Amen. For Peter, he was a loud mouth but a coward. Big mouth, small heart. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon him. And the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon him. And for him, the specific gift he manifested was courage. Consistently declaring, they will put him in prison, he will preach. (laughs) wherever they put him he will preach So, uh, in fact one time he looked at them and said listen this thing you are saying that we shouldn't preach the gospel again you know it won't work (laughs) we cannot stop preaching the gospel Peter same Peter and for David it was courage your father's last son insignificant out there but the spirit of God comes upon you And then he looks at Goliath and says, how dare you defy the armies of the God of Israel? How dare you? And he was small. They didn't even know how to use a sword. But the Spirit of the Almighty God had come upon him. The power of the Holy Spirit had come upon him. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you truly receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you see the gifts manifest. Amen. And the purpose of the gifts manifesting is not so that I'll get rich. How much can you eat? Cars. How many cars can you drive at a time? Especially on the roads. We be praying that the government fixes all our roads. I think that's a more urgent prayer than nice cars. Because there's nothing more heartbreaking than driving a really, really expensive car on a really terrible road. And yeah, boom, boom, then your heart is. sometimes you even scream Jesus because you know the price of those shocks or whatever else can break under the car or inside the car and the electronics goes crazy potholes you see but when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and by his power his power you become a politician when others are looting you are building amen it is a power that truly transforms. And the proof of we having received the Holy Spirit is in doing. That, that's, that's the only proof. You see, for years in the charismatic movement, we we'll read John, uh, this Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And all it meant was that we'll have prayer meeting and we'll hold on, ay, 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 ye, 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 and scream and walk around like, well, the number of demons we bound today. No. That you, you that you respect yourself like that, and how this person humiliated you, you forgive them and still stay in the marriage. When you yourself will never advise anybody to tolerate that. And it's not because you are weak, but because when you went into prayer, the Holy Spirit told you, forgive him as I have forgiven you. And he grants you grace, and you watch him transform that person. But in the process, you realize he transforms you even more than he transforms the other. When we use what we have received from God, it is our ultimate expression of gratitude. God didn't design the body of Christ so that only a few people give to God's work. No. It's not supposed to be a few rich people. Who is rich? Some years ago, our brother Kevin taught, taught me something called lifestyle inflation. And if you understand that principle, you realize that probably nobody is rich. Because if you earn a million dollars and you, have to, you need a private jet to go to work in London and back, your cost of living and this imbalance, me that I live two meters from my house and I walk, <laughs> I might be more <laughs> financially secure than you are. So it's an illusion. When the disciples found themselves in that room, And they were so afraid they locked the door. It's a situation I think many of us find ourselves in. So when God even equips us and says, listen, you know, you can preach the word. You can start a Bible study. You can can be just a good friend to somebody. You can support them in prayer. You can hold somebody's hand. You can go out there and be a witness. Even though you are a doctor and it is not a right thing for a doctor to be praying for patients, you know, as and when I tell you to, you know, put down your stethoscope and lay your hands on the patient and pray for them, you do it. You know, and if they can't pay their bill, I know that the salary isn't much, but organize a few friends from your church and pay the bill for the patient. You know, do that. That is the power of the Holy Spirit at work. Amen. The other thing I want to say quickly is that first and foremost we're establishing that if I have truly received I'll prove it by how I use it. My wife will tell you if I give you a present I want you to use it immediately. (laughs) And if you give me a present if you joke I'll remove my shoes and wear that one right now. And if you are not careful, for the whole week you see me wearing it. Unfortunately, I think one of my sons is like that. So sometimes the mother will take the thing and hide it. Because once his brain registered, blue shirt, this blue shirt, I like it. That's all he wears. (laughs) But isn't that how you let somebody know you appreciate something they gave you? So use the gifts he's given you. Some of you, when I sing, you laugh. You can sing, but you don't sing. It's only in the bathroom. They do... (laughs) Or maybe, like the disciples, you don't think your singing is good enough. But it actually is. And because gifts are a muscle, the more you use it, the better you'll get. Amen. Don't be afraid to use the gifts he gave you. This is how we become his witnesses. Some of the gifts of God have expiring dates on them. You know that. That's why you must use them. They're like tin of milk. Back in the 80s and 90s in Ghana, you go to people's homes and they would have a... Look, Ghana, we are blessed. We've been poor before. You go to people's homes and they would have a... What was that thing called? Room divider or a safe or something. And you see a tin of Ideal milk. A big, this plastic bottle of Coke and Fanta and Sprite. I don't know why whether we're trying to imitate the Ghana flag but those three will be there. And and the day they'll get a visitor, say, hey, go and bring the Ideal milk in there. And it had expired. 90% of the time, the product has been there on display and has expired. Because those... <laughs> gifts have expiring dates on them. The best time to use your gift is now. Amen. It is now. It is not when, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. God has given you the gift of hospitality and like, oh God, you know, it's just a two-bedroom house. Wait, when I get a five? No, it won't happen. When he blesses you with a five-bedroom house, like, oh, I have to tidy up and this. I need sheets for that and that. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. If you're waiting to get more money before you give, it's never going to happen. Because think about it. 10% of 100 is 10, isn't it? So if your salary was 100 CDs, and you're struggling to pay 10 Ghana CDs, uh, if God starts paying you 10 million Ghana CDs, are you sure you can pay a tenth of it? (laughs) you can't forget it so if you (laughs) if you think you have too little to give you will never have enough to give it's a sad truth and the sad part is that a lot of the gifts of God have expiry dates on them should I give you an example in heaven there'll be no marriage So every blessing in marriage, it is for here. So if instead of loving each other and enjoying each other, you are there bickering and fighting, and <laughs> you are wasting time, my friend. You are supposed to be a witness. You are supposed to laugh till the angels are jealous. Say, God, you should have made us male and female. Oh God, look at them. Say do it alone. Ask for me. I want. Ask I don't like a guy who. Why does he snore? Ah, go on. As you see now? Continue. <laughs> you get to heaven. So God, I need a boyfriend. So I am your boyfriend. God, I need. I am your husband. Oh, marriage in heaven. So there's an expiry date on that blessing. And many other blessings. Good health. <laughs> there's an expiry date on it. Because you see, if you turn 80, it doesn't matter how healthy you are at 80. You cannot do at 80 what you are supposed to do at 40. Because this body, there's an expiring date on it. I used to have hair. I know when I say people laugh. <laughs> One day I'll show you a picture. You won't believe it. Hair pay. Oh. And then the force of time and gravity started pulling it down. So it moved from here, now it's under my chin. Gravity. Expiry date. And in his mercy, he lets it tick slowly so you can tell. If you listen to your body and your watch, you can tell each other. <laughs> if you don't marry by a certain age and you play with it, you marry at a certain age, all you do is look at each other and say, hey, hey, mm, 1940. Hey. <laughs> so, beloved, the gifts he's giving us are for now. Amen. And it is through our manifestation of those gifts. Whether it's through kindness, because that's a gift. Not everybody has it. Whether it's being one who helps, or one who prays or intercedes for other people, or one who just shows up. Our brother John is fantastic at dropping everything and showing up. You understand? Whatever your gift is, it's not always about money. Yes, you may not have money to give, you can't show up to sweep. You can't show up to dust. Do you, you, you need money to pray for me? No. You can show up and do something. Do something. Use the gifts he's given you. That is how we become witnesses. This is how we bear witnesses. So in this month where we are talking about giving, I want you to first and foremost think about receiving. Because you can't give that which you have not received. So giving is actually the secondary conversation. The primary conversation should be how do you receive that which God gives you? Because a tithe is supposed to come from that which you've already received. If I come and sweep here for 30 minutes, it's because he gave me 24 hours in today. If I didn't wake up with 24 hours on my hands as a gift, I can't give 30 minutes. I hope you understand it. So we have to think carefully about how we live our lives and realize that some of his blessings are time bound. Many of his blessings don't look like what they are in the beginning because they are muscles and we have to master them, we have to learn them, we have to improve on them. But the single most important rule is that you must use it immediately. Join the choir. You don't need to be a perfect singer. You have a coach, they will help you. In the year's time, when somebody hears you singing solo, they will be shocked, say, hey, isn't that Ameli? Who used to burn every song? That's the Ghanaian, Ghanaian English. It's like they burn the song. Amen. I want to round up by making this third point. That gifts are door openers. The Bible says a man's gift will open a door for him and he will stand before great men. Amen. Gifts are door openers. Gifts. All gifts. There are many places I show up at And ideally, they wouldn't want me to be there, but they need my gifts. In fact, some of them don't even like me because I'm too blunt. But they will go, I tell you. I think the Nankofi doesn't do it for us. Struggle. So let's go back to him. Gifts are door openers. See, so when you work on your gifts he's given you, yes, you are bearing witness, but those gifts will open doors for you. Amen. Whatever the gift is, who would have thought somebody whose only talent is kicking a ball can become one of the richest people on earth? Your only talent, you. No brain, no nothing. No, no, you, can't, you don't understand faces. You don't understand maths. You can't, nothing, nothing. Even English, you can't construct what are you doing? I'm reading my money. You know, you can't contrast but because you can kick a ball. Like, there's a Ghanaian footballer who actually said that. He was counting cash. And someone. said, Odate, what are you doing? So I'm reading my money. <laughs> but he can kick a ball. Amen. Gifts are door openers. Character is what gives you a permanent place at the table. But gifts is what will open the door. Always remember that. A gift will always open the door. If you have bad character, after they open the door they are in a hurry to take your gift and kick you out. So character is crucial, but today we are not talking about character. <laughs> you, know, you have to receive the gift of well, God well. Amen. And work on it. Whatever that gift is. Whatever that gift is, don't take it for granted. It doesn't need to be spiritual. Just work the gift. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, w.accrachurch.org. God bless you.